name came up among the people that should be sacked in your place of work. Your name came up among the people that should. You know, they say they are doing downsizing. Your name came up among the people that should be let go. But the Lord says, by the reason of your being here this evening, it will make a way for you. Amen. It will make a way for you. Amen. Please go ahead and worship God this evening. Worship God this evening. Tell him how grateful you are to be in his presence. because you want to do us good. And Lord, all we're asking is that the bread for today, the, the blessings for today, may we not miss out on them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, as we spend time to look into your word and to pray, Lord, glorify Jesus. Amen. Manifest yourself strongly in our midst. Amen. Help us to pray right Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now, shake hands with one or two people say, I'm happy to see you. Alright. Uh, we're going to look at something very quickly. So please, if you're at the back, you can come you know, closer to the front so that we can discuss. Uh, I think I too would um, I'll be coming down often so that uh, you know, we'll be close. Praise God. You would have noticed by now that I don't like staying one place. Uh, I, I like to move around. Praise God. Want to look at something very quickly? Uh, you know, I actually almost forgot that I was supposed to be leading the session this evening. So, you know, when it came to my head, I, I quickly went to ask God, "What should we look at? What should we look at?" And, um, started to point to some things in scripture. Uh, it's a Bible passage that's probably not so common, but you know the lessons is still uh, very much valid for us. But when we're looking at Job chapter 5, verse 15, we're going to be praying from that verse. How many of you know that it's a prayer meeting? Huh? Okay, so it means I'm not going to be talking for too long. I'm just going to pick one or two things and guide you to pray. So how many of us are ready to pray this evening? Can I see your hands? If you are ready to pray, oh, praise God. Praise God, because uh, I, I don't want to be the one to beg you to pray. Hmm? We're just going to look at a few things and I, I hope you are going to see what I see and pray. Job chapter 5, verse 15. If you have King James, I like the way King James puts it. If you have King James, can you read for us Job chapter 5, verse 15? Is anyone there? But he saved the poor from the sword. But he saved, hold on. For you to save somebody, what does it mean? It means that person is helpless, is it not? Do you save someone that can save himself? Huh? You know when you are trying to help someone that knows what you say, leave me, Jerry, I know what I'm doing. Praise God. But when you see someone that needs saving, you don't need to be told. That person will start shouting, please help me. You remember the story of Bartimaeus? Huh? Jesus! 
Jesus was just passing. He was not even coming around where Bartimaeus was. And Bartimaeus heard some noise. He heard people making noise. He said, what is causing this commotion? And he said, somebody is passing. His name is Jesus. And Bartimaeus began to scream. He says, Jesus, that son of David, have mercy on me. Now, that's, that's the kind of person you will say that needs saving. Hello? That's the kind of person you will know needs saving. Another man, when you look at him, he looks like he's rich. He has money. He has connection. He's in the government. He was a politician. His name was Zacchaeus. But one day he too heard that Jesus was passing. And he left everything he was doing and began to run. And when he reached where Jesus was, because he was shot, he could not access Jesus. What did he do? What did he do? He ran and climbed the tree. Now you can look at that man and say, well, you have everything now. Why are you behaving like Ajapako um, uh, uh, like us? Why are you behaving? Please allow us that need help. Eh? Let us, let us uh, come close to Jesus. You can enjoy your money. But because Zacchaeus realized that he needed to be saved, he went to climb a tree, even when it was not convenient. I'm saying this this evening, so just in case someone here, you realize that there is something you need God to save you from. Maybe like Zacchaeus, maybe like Bartimaeus, you can cry specially. You can cry such that heaven can identify your voice from the crowd. You know that there were many people with Jesus on the day that Bartimaeus was saved. There were many people with Jesus on the day that Zacchaeus was saved. There were many people with Jesus on the day that woman with the issue of blood was saved. Hello? But it took someone that realized that I need help to be saved. And so this evening, the Bible is introducing to us something again that God is able to save a man from. He says what? That he saved the poor. Hello? Can you say he saved the poor? He saved the poor. I'm not sure someone is listening to me this evening. Am I communicating? Do I need to start from beginning? Or are you, have you been following me? You know, when we talk about poverty, some people think it is just money. Any life that you are living that is below the abundant life Christ died to give you, that is poverty. Hello? Hello? The Bible tells us in John chapter 10 verse 10 that what? The devil, the enemy comes to do what? To do what? To steal. To kill and to destroy. When you use any of these three words, you are depleting something. If you are stealing from something, you are reducing it. Is it not? If you are killing, it means from among a group of things that are alive, you are reducing the life. Huh? If you are destroying, it means from a group of things that are healthy, you are terminating a few. So the essence, what devil comes to do, is to steal, to, to remove, to reduce from the abundance that we are supposed to enjoy as believers. For instance, the Bible tells us that we are designed to be the head and not what? The tail. But some people will write exams and they will score 20%. What happened to the 80% you lost? Something stole it. When you begin to look at life from this perspective, you will realize that nothing less than 100 is what you should go for. Because Christ came that you may have what? That you may have what? But is it just life? Huh? Is it just life? You know, some people feel as long as I'm a believer and I am going to heaven, I am okay. Was that what Christ died so that you can have? Come on, communicate with me. Is that the reason why Christ came? Huh? No, no, no. Let's talk now. Let's talk. He says that you may have life and have it how? In abundance. 
And again, I would remind you, when we talk of abundance, when we talk of poverty, we're not just speaking in monetary terms. I've given you one example in your academics. There, are, there is abundance in human relationship, in the quality of your relationships. Hello? There is abundance of wisdom. The Bible said about Daniel that an excellent spirit was found in Daniel. If there is any kind of spirit you carry that is not excellent, then maybe you need to be saved this evening. He says he saved the poor from what? From the sword. Now, I'm beginning to introduce some things now. Anytime you see somebody that is poor, You see someone living less than the abundant life of God. There are at least three things that you may be able to quickly identify. Three categories of things that are elements of poverty. And those are the things we are going to be focusing on this evening as we pray. Oh, there are more of them. But these three are primary. He says number one is the sword. Hello. So if God wants to save a man from poverty, he does not come and tell you, ah, brother, from today you'll be rich. No, that's not how God does it. He says he saved the poor from what? Sword. From the sword. That's number one. What is number two? From the amount. Number two, ah. If you get what I'm saying this evening, I'll be happy. The second element of poverty is what? The amount. Oh, we're still going to look at these things. But let me tell you something. A lot of people are poor today because of the amount. A lot of people are poor because they ate what they should have saved. Uh-huh. He saved the poor from what? The sword. Two, the amount and faith. What is number three? From the hand of the mighty. From the hand of the mighty. Come and change my destiny. My destiny today. Come and change my destiny. My destiny today. Lord, come and change my destiny, my destiny today. Come and change, come and change my destiny, my destiny today. Start reading, think from verse uh, 15 down. Solomon began to tell the story. He said, There was a city. That city was besieged. And due, and there was a poor man in that city. And he had wisdom. And due to the wisdom of this poor man, the city was saved. But something happened. He says, no one remembered the poor man. And he came to a conclusion in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 16. Can we read it together? Because I want you to be seeing this. He made a conclusion in Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Oh, beautiful, it's projected. Then say that wisdom is better than strength. Two of us. Nevertheless, can we read it together? The poor man's wisdom is despised, and his works are not heard. Do you know the reason why people don't listen to you when you go to preach the gospel to them? It's because there is no abundance in your life. 
啊啊,啊 ！I went to do evangelism at one time. I went to a mechanic workshop, and、uh, in my usual fashion, when I go for evangelism, I don't go with my Bible so that I don't frighten people. You know, but that day it was like devil was waiting. I entered, and I began to talk. You know, and one man there, apparently he was,、um, you know, one of the big men in the, in the Anglican Church. He came there to fix his car. So as I was talking, he said,、hey, "Everything you are saying is good, but there is one problem I have with you. Where is your Bible? You are not with your Bible." I said. How does that concern the word of God that I am preaching? Should be the word of God is in my spirit. Is it just something I have said that is against the word of God? Why don't you allow people that want to listen to the word of God listen to the word of God? The man said, "No. This is why. This is how we know fake Christians. When you are ashamed of carrying your Bible, you know, and that argument started." You know the funny thing when I was talking, a lot of people were listening, and it was like, ah, we are reaching out. Immediately, the man started that argument. Everybody forgot the gospel and joined the argument. Should we carry Bible? Should we not carry Bible? And that was how I left there that day, and I did not win a single soul. I was so angry. I said, God, what is all this? I said, I am not going for evangelism again. If I cannot like Paul, you remember when Paul was trying to preach to、uh, that was Governor Felix. Paul was trying to pre- preach, and one sorcerer was making noise. What did Paul say?、Eh? How many of you used to read your Bible? You see, they don't read their Bibles. Paul commanded the man to be blind. The man became blind, and he continued with his message. And when people saw what happened, ah, if you are there, won't you believe that God immediately? The reason why people don't listen to you is because your life lacks abundance. As I said, I'm not going to evangelism again until me too can command people to shut up and they will shut up. And so after a while, when my anger had reduced, I decided to try again. So this time I went. One student lodge it was already at the end of the school session, and the students were packing up to go. You know, and I came into the lodge, and I said to them,、ah, "Please, I want to share the word of God with you." And the guy said,、hey, "Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to. Can't you see that we're busy? I'm packing. I was trying to. Uh, uh, I'm traveling today. I'm packing." So he was with his friend. So I wanted to turn back and leave, and then God started telling me something. So I turned and said to the guy. This fact that we are packing to go home now, you are not even sure what you are going to see at home. Because from what I can see, you failed last semester's exam, and the one you wrote this semester, you are not even sure if you passed it, and you are running to go home. How do you think your parents will receive you? And the guy he closed his bag and sat down. He said, "How now? Okay, okay. What is it? You see, he became humble. What is it that you want to tell me?" And I had a good opportunity. You know, he, he sat down. His friend sat. He told his friend, "Wait, stop, stop. Sit down." And they sat down. Me, that plan to take just five minutes and say Jesus loves you. I took thirty minutes. I spent time. When I finished, we prayed. I said, "Don't worry. God is going to bless the works of your hand. When next you sit for these exams, you are going to pass it." And he said, "Amen." He was happy. Now I left there. Happy, I knew that I had impacted a life. You know what the difference was? The two times I had the knowledge of the Bible in my head, but there was something I lacked the first time that made the gospel almost irrelevant. He says, "Nevertheless, a poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard." Maybe now you will understand why the Bible tells us in Second Corinthians chapter eight verse nine, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter eight verse nine, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
even though he was rich, yet for whose sake? For whose sake? For whose sake? He became poor so that I, through his poverty, might become rich. Hmm. Is someone still following me this evening? He became poor so that I, through his poverty, might become rich. Because it is not it is not Sunday service. I don't want to spend too much time on ministration. Let's look at some of these elements of poverty and let's begin to deal with them. Number one, he says he saved the poor from the sword. When we talk about sword, we are talking about the battles of life. Hello. Some people are believers. They love the Lord. They are doing well. See, I will tell you the truth. It's not everybody that you see that does not have money. You tell the person you are lazy. It's not true. Some people are hardworking. Hello? Hello? But there are battles of life. The Bible began to tell us the story of a woman in Mark chapter 5. He began to tell us the story of a woman. You know, the case of this woman was so bad that even the people that documented her story did not know her name. This woman's case, the battle she had fought, she, she, she had fought this battle for so long that people began to call her by the name of her battle. They say that is the woman with the issue of blood. And the Bible tells us that for many years, she visited many physicians. And each person she visited will demand something from her, is it not? How many of us have gone to hospital for free before? Uh, you went and they say, after the doctor finished treating, you said, you can go, I like your face. Uh, uh, how many of us? Let me go and visit your doctor. So, for each person she went to see, something was demanded of her. And year after year, this continued, until the Bible tells us that she spent all that she had. That is a battle. That is a sword. Pastor Deboye told us a story of a man that got married to a woman. And one day, they quarreled. And the woman told the man, you see, in this Lagos, you will trek. The man did not understand. At the time he, she was threatening him like this, he had over 14 vehicles. What do you mean that I will check me that have 14 vehicles? How many of fix do you want to collect for me to trek? The woman said you will trek in this Lagos. And before the man knew it, one thing after the other, one thing after the other. He sold the first car to pay a bill, sold the second car, sold the third car, so he kept going like that until he was down to the last car. And then he remembered what the woman said. That in this Lagos he will take. He was just about to go and sell the last car. And he said, if I can sell this car, this woman would have won. Let me instead drive it and go and find help. And that was how he drove himself to car to ask for help. This evening I want us to pray the first prayer. Every battle of life that has kept me in poverty, Lord, may I begin to receive victory from tonight. Can you begin to pray? Listen, I don't want to push you to pray this evening. If you find reason to pray, please pray. Please help me pray. Every battle of life that has kept me in poverty, that has kept me in one spot, that has kept me below the abundant life that Christ has designed for me. This evening, Kali Bradosha, I begin to receive my victory. Zale peke pota tale bredoske tetes. Rata kama rate si bradoske bredoske. Reke tetetetetetetele bredoske. Papa pala bradoske. Elema kabria tatesi bradoske batana gariana. Every battle, every battle of life. Every sword, Kali Sapatea Karoski, Rete Kerbe Roteli Baroski, Babaka Patea Danoski, Eleke Peko Pranaliga Zubele Teli Baroska. Every battle of life that has kept me, Kali Sapatoski, living below the abundant life 
Christ has designed for me. I begin to demand my victory from tonight. I demand my victory. I demand my victory. I demand my victory. The desire is so strong, it 
I want to live an abundant life of holiness. That mighty man comes and he binds you down and he blunders. For some people, you know that drugs is a very strong addiction. You save for money. I'm going to invest all of this in a business. And suddenly that desire comes. Buy one, just just one wrap, just one wrap. From one wrap, it turns to two wraps, it turns to 20 wraps, and before you know it, everything you have saved is gone. It is the hand of the mighty. When a man finds that he cannot save himself, the only logical thing he can do is to cry out for help. The Bible says we serve a God who is capable of saving the poor from the hand of the mighty. Are you ready to pray for yourself? Every hand of oppression. You may not understand. Let, let me give you a story, please. Permit me to give you one more story from the scripture. You know, it is not every enemy that just wants to steal from you. Some people just, they are happy. The fact that you are not growing, the fact that you are not prospering is enough. I saw something funny in the Bible. In Judges chapter 6, Judges chapter 6, if you have time, you can read from verse 1. The Bible says that the children of Israel, they were being oppressed by the Midianites. But see the form of the oppression. The Bible says that each time the Israelites sold, so the Midianites will allow them to sow. They will wait for the crops to germinate. And once the crop germinates, they will come. Ah, no, maybe we need to read it. Judges chapter 6. Someone should help me quickly. Judges chapter 6, verse 1. Yes. And the children of Israel. And the children of Israel, quickly. Did evil in the sight of the Lord. They were the ones that looked for trouble, yes? And the Lord delivered them into the And the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Midian. Uh-huh. And the hand of Midian prevailed. And the hand of the Midian. Remember what we're talking about? We're talking about the hand of the mighty. He says the hand of the Midians, the hand of Media prevailed against Israel. So Media was able to subdue Israel. And what was the outcome of that? Continue. And because of the Midianite, the children of Israel, Israel made them the time which number one, because of this oppression, people that have houses and have mansions will leave their house and go build caves in the mountains so that they can hide. That's number one. Continue. And cave. Continue. And stronghold. Verse 3, verse 3, verse 3. Let's go. And so it was. Now this is this is this is the one that used to pay me. This one is very painful. And so it was. Can we read it together? When is it? Ah, no, no, you're not reading this like your life. Can we read it together? And so it was. When Israel had shown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the East, even they came up against them. Verse 4. And encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth. Till you come on that unto Gaza, and they left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor ass. Why? What kind of wickedness is this? They did not come to collect the, the sheep and the crop. They did not come to collect it. They would just sit down and wait for Israel to sow. You will finish sowing and gathering. You will finish rearing animals. They will be waiting. You will go and produce. You will start a new business. They are waiting. You will get admission. They are waiting. Just when it is time to reap, they will gather their brothers, the Amalekites, and they will begin to destroy. And they will begin to destroy. And the Bible says that they destroyed so much so that there was no sustenance left. Ah. If you want to pray this evening, please pray. I heard the story of a young man 
Like his entire village, they gathered money to contribute and send him abroad to school. And he was rejoicing. Finally, a bit poverty in this village. And he traveled and he finished schooling abroad, completed his education. They paid school fees till final year. Just a week before he came back to Nigeria, he went to sweep and he hit his head on the floor and died there on the spot. They waited for Israel to sow, and then they came up and destroyed and left no sustenance. Every spirit of destruction, tonight I come against you. In the name of Jesus, let us, is somebody praying? In the name of Jesus, every spirit, every agent of destruction, keep me in perpetual poverty. Tonight, I put an end to your oppression. Tonight I put an end to your pressure. Tonight I put an end to your pressure. Sick. For my brother's sake, he became poor. That you, so 
his poverty. When you through his poverty might become rich. Everything that belongs to me. 
And the Bible said that immediately his father had given him up. He traveled to a faraway land and there he squandered. How many of us here have squandered money before? Ah, ah. Say the truth because we need to pray for you. I'm serious. See, oh God. You know, you know, I'll tell you the truth. Some of the things that my experience with God, the things God does in little services like this, this kind of services that is there, they are not plenty people. For me, it's usually louder than what we see in a general service. Hello? Maybe if this was a Sunday, I would not have time to explain all these things. You know, I'll just do an overview and we'll pray and we'll go home. How many of us have squandered money before? You got, you got that money and suddenly you do not know what happened to it. Please come. He says he went to a faraway land and there he squandered all of it. And then what happened? He began to be in what? And you find something when you have squandered. When there is a spirit of squandering, the Bible says that when he became a what, when he got into what, he now started to ask people, please help me. And the Bible recorded that no man would give him. Aye. <laughs> have you been in a situation where you know that someone has, you know that this person has the power to help you, and yet he will not help you? It is not that person's fault. I will tell you now, don't be the wizard that we can be saved, be entitled on top of another person's money. The Bible says the heart of a king is in the hands of God. It is God that will make a man bless you. But listen, the same God himself says, if you are not faithful in little, who will give you more? So when there is a spirit of squandering, you will find out that more will stop entering. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? We want to destroy. For that could not hold him captive. Even in the grave. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is even in the grave. Even in the grave. Someone here, God is going to put something to your hands. But listen, listen. What is coming into your hands? You will not waste it. Amen. 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 
nigga been caught for adultery. For some of you, it is not that you have squandered. It is also what is coming out of your mouth. Negative confessions. Everything that makes you confess negative. I put an end to it this evening. Amen. The country may be hard, but it is not hard for you. Amen. The Bible says that when men say there is a casting down, what shall you say? No, no, no. Shout it like you know what you're saying. Shout it like you know what you're saying. You can go back to your seats. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Ah, I need to round up. I need to round up. Uh, we'll pick this up later. We'll pick this up later. Can you just go ahead and thank the Lord? Say thank you, Lord, for speaking to me. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for touching me. Sorry. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Shalama patale prados, katatali pradoske. Mande gebe cobra tala prados, shebotoske. Gila pande gebe rote kebe cobra hatatali pradoske. Everything that looks like poverty in your life has ended tonight. In the name of Jesus. I command the abundant life of God. I command the abundant life of God over you, over your family, over you, over your family. In the name of Jesus. The presence of the Lord will continue with you. See, if we allow God this evening, there's still a lot He wants to do. And I'm trying to round up, but it's like. Uh, <laughs> But God will continue with you. Amen. I don't want to keep you here for long, but please, as you go, remain tuned to the Spirit. Yes, especially for some of the people that have come out this evening. There's a work God has started in your life that it might even be in the middle of the night, you just suddenly burst out and start praying. There's a work God has started in your life. Because of time, we cannot, you know, sit on it here. But don't lose sight of what God has started. Go and brood on it, meditate on it. Dwell on some of the things we studied tonight. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That even though he was rich, yet for my sake he became poor. That I, through his poverty, might be rich. If you dwell on only this verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. You dwell on only this verse for the rest of this week. I promise you on Sunday, you are going to come and give us a testimony here. Amen. Amen. I, I'm serious about this. I'm serious about this. I, I, won't, I, may not, I won't be around on Sunday because I'm ministering, you know, but I want to hear the testimonies. I want to hear the testimonies. So let, let's go in this mind. Praise God. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for touching us this evening. Thank you for speaking to us this evening. Thank you for your abundance. Thank you for putting an end to poverty. Lord, as we go, may we continue in your presence. May we not depart from your presence. Father, when we meet again, may we meet with testimonies. May we meet rejoicing. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are prayed. Put your hands together for Jesus. Most high God. 
appreciate God for God for what God has used him to do in our midst tonight. Appreciate God for what God has used him to do in your personal life. Brethren, talk to God concerning him. Talk to God that his anointing will never run dry. And that he is going out and is coming and shall always be blessed before the most high God. And whatever he lays down upon shall prosper. Talk to God concerning him that all that he has spoken to us tonight will not stand against him in the name of Jesus. And I know that all the days of his life he will serve you and never look back in the name of Jesus. As a youth, oh God, but I will pray, oh God, that every issues of youth shall never be his portion in the mighty name of Jesus. That on a daily basis, oh God, you will renew his strength in you in the mighty name of Jesus. To the glory of your holy name. Thank you, almighty God. Grant 